Let me invite you to open your Bibles uh, now to the 103rd Psalm, to Psalm 103. Psalm 103 is a psalm of David, and it reads as follows. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His loving kindness toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. For He Himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind has passed over it, it is no more, and its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him, and His righteousness to children's children, to those who keep His covenant and remember His precepts to do them. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens, and His sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you His angels, mighty in strength, who perform His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you who serve Him, doing His will. Bless the Lord, all you works of His in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Father, work today, speak today, so that we would leave blessing You, the Lord. Thankful and giving thanks to you. We ask that you help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Thanksgiving holiday is almost upon us, and the design of the day, of course, is that we would take time to do what David is urging himself to do here in verse 1a and Again in verse 2a and then in the last strophe of the psalm as well, namely to bless the Lord. The design of the day is is that we would do what David also urges all of God's creatures to do in verses 20 through 22. The design of the Thanksgiving holiday is that we would take time to bless the Lord, to give thanks to God. And this psalm is tremendously helpful in fulfilling that Design and in moving us to bless the Lord as we ought all the year round as well. And it's helpful not only because we ourselves are among those there toward the end of the psalm who are exhorted to bless the Lord, and it's helpful not only because of the good example in the psalm's opening and closing of David's exhorting of himself to bless the Lord, 
But Psalm 103 is also tremendously helpful in fulfilling the design of the Thanksgiving holiday and in moving us to bless the Lord all the year round because what David does in the middle of the psalm, what David does in between the verses in which he exhorts himself and others to bless the Lord, is to pour forth a number of reasons for doing so. What David does in the middle of the psalm is to pour forth a thanksgiving cornucopia, if you will, of reasons that we should bless the Lord, that we should give thanks to the Lord. And today we're going to have a look at the five reasons he gives in verses 3 through 5. Five reasons for blessing the Lord, for thanking the Lord that David pours out of his basket and onto the table in verses 3, 4, and 5. So let me read to you again, beginning at verse 1 and going through verse 5. Bless the Lord, David says to himself. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So did you count them? Five reasons to bless the Lord. Five reasons for giving thanks to the Lord here in verses 3 through 5. For His pardon in verse 3a, for his healing in verse 3b, for his redemption in verse 4a, for his loving kindness and compassion in verse 4b, and for his refreshing in verse 5. Now, notice that David, at least through verse 5, is writing first of all to himself here. Bless the Lord, O my soul who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and so on. He's saying these things to himself. And yet, while David is writing, first of all, to himself in these verses, he is certainly also writing here for the benefit, verses 21 and 22, of other people as well. He's writing so that both believers like himself, verse 21, and so that even unbelievers... Verses, verse 22a and b might apply themselves, apply to themselves both David's exhortations to himself to bless the Lord as well as the reasons that he catalogs here for doing so. He's writing first of all to himself, at least at the beginning of the psalm, but he also has an eye toward people like us as well, whether we're believers, 21, or unbelievers, verse 22 that we would bless the Lord, and for the reasons that He gives. And I hope by the help of the Holy Spirit now to help you apply to yourself these five reasons that He gives in verses 3 through 5 for blessing the Lord, for giving thanks to God. And the first reason that David lists here is the reason of his pardon. Bless the Lord for His pardon of Sinners. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 3, who pardons all your iniquities. Now, David clearly knew from verse 3 we see, David clearly knew that he was a sinner. David clearly knew that he was guilty of iniquities and that he needed to be pardoned, right? And David also clearly knew, we see here, he also clearly knew that he had been pardoned. Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
who pardons all your iniquities. David could have said of himself here what he says in general in Psalm 32 verse 1, how blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Because David's transgression was forgiven. David's sin was covered. And the reason David could have said that about himself and the reason he's able to bless the Lord here for pardoning his iniquities is because he has repented of his sins and he's trusted in the Lord to forgive them, to pardon them. Because that's the only way that any of us is pardoned for his or her iniquities, isn't it? By repenting of sin and by trusting in God to pardon your sin, to forgive your sin. And trusting in God to pardon our sins means trusting in the only way in which he does so, namely by means of blood atonement. By means of blood atonement. Blood atonement that was symbolically made through all the animal sacrifices that were being offered up in David's day, and blood atonement that was ultimately made by Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And when you trust God in this way, when you trust, repent of your sins and trust in the blood of atonement that He has provided for them, God pardons all your iniquities. And so if you've done so, if you've repented and trusted in Christ for pardon, you have great reason to join David in praise here, do you not? You have great reason to say to yourself, bless the Lord, O my soul, who pardons all your iniquities, and then to do that very thing. Do you not? And now borrowing from David's wooing ways that we saw in Psalm 34, let me ask you, can you say that? Can you say that? Can you say with David, bless the Lord, O my soul, who pardons all your iniquities? Can you talk to yourself like that? Have you repented truly of your sins and trusted in God, believed God to forgive them through the blood of Christ, through the atonement that Jesus made on the cross? And if you've never done that, would you not do that right now? Repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And if you would, if you would repent of your sins and believe God to forgive you through Christ, then you would have reason to bless the Lord with David for pardoning all your iniquities. And if you have repented and trusted God to forgive you through the blood of Jesus, or once you have repented... Make sure you bless the Lord for this, for the pardon that He grants you in Christ. Think of, think of the sins you've committed. can't think of them all, but think of, think of sins that you know of that you've committed at some time in your life. Bring them before your mind right now. Indeed, think of sins that you've committed even in the last week. And to think, if I'm in Christ, God pardons them. God forgives me of them. If I'm in Christ, I can speak of myself as he or she whose sin is covered. Or to think that he would pardon you, that he would cover your sins if you would come into Christ, if you would repent and trust in this Jesus. Oh, you who are in Christ have something wonderful to thank God for at the dinner table or during some other time of giving thanks this coming Thursday, don't you? And every other day of the year as well. Make sure you do it. Bless the Lord, my Christian brother or sister, for pardoning your iniquities. Thank this God who loved you enough to send His only begotten Son to die for your sins so that you might be forgiven. 
or come to Him in Christ if you've never done so. And you will have reason to thank Him. You will have reason then to bless the Lord who pardons all the iniquities of those who come to Him in repentance and faith. Here's one reason to bless the Lord. Here's one thing to thank God for this Thanksgiving and all year round for His pardon. But then David also blesses the Lord for His healing. For His healing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all your diseases. God is a God who heals the body. And if you are a believer like David, if you are forgiven like David was, then someday you will take up residence in eternal glory where every disease will finally be quelled. And so if you're a believer, if you're forgiven of your sins and bound for heaven and for the new earth, you can say with David, Bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all your diseases. All your diseases. Some of them He'll heal in this life, and the rest of them He will heal in glory. And I urge you to follow through and engage in blessing Him for that. If you're a believer today, you have reason this coming Thursday and on all other days to bless the Lord both for the diseases He's already healed in your life and for the fact that He will eventually heal all your diseases. Because when you arrive in glory, the coughs and the pneumonia and the cancer and the arthritis and the kidney disease and the stomach pain and the lung disease and so on, all of these things when you arrive in glory will be as the Egyptians, swallowed up by the Red Sea and you will never see them again forever. So bless the Lord who heals all your diseases. And as for the, the healings that He grants in this life, all of you who are in Christ today have experienced God's healing power at one time or another. Probably He's healed you of some very slight sicknesses like a cold or the flu or the croup or strep throat, something along those lines. But He's perhaps also healed some of you of something more serious, cancer or something of the sort. And it was the Lord who did it, wasn't it? Yes, he may have used your own immune system and or medicine and medical care of some sort, but it was He who created your immune system and keeps it running, right? And it is He who has provided both the materials and the human know-how that went into the medicine. And it's He who provided you the access to the medicine and to the human knowledge and effort that connected you with it, you see. It's the Lord who heals, so bless the Lord for your healing. Think of the times when you've been ill with strep throat or, or the flu or the like, or maybe with something more serious. Think of times you've been ill and then raised up to health again. And bless God's holy name. Indeed, some of you have been very recently healed, for which you should not forget to bless the Lord. He has in very recent days raised some of you up from your sick beds. Be sure to bless Him for it. To give Him thanks for it. And then let me say to those of you who aren't believers today, uh, to you who are not yet saved from your sins and therefore not yet sure that you will be in eternal glory where the healing of all a person's diseases will be completed. If that's you, 
you still have reason to bless the Lord, do you not, for the healing that He has done for you, for all the times He's lifted you up from the sick bed in this life. Hasn't He done that for most of you? Most all of you? Healed you? Think of times, unbeliever, when you've suffered illness, laryngitis or a cold or something else minor, maybe something more serious, but now you're well. And it's because of God who created your immune system and keeps it functioning and who provided the materials and the human know-how that went into your medicine and provided you the access to the medicine and the human knowledge and the human effort that connected you with the medicine. So be sure to give Him thanks. Bless the Lord who heals your diseases. Bless Him that He's seen fit to heal you, you who are not in Christ today, to whatever extent He has. And following again the pattern of David's wooing that we recently saw in Psalm 34, let me urge you that if you would come to repent of your sins and trust in Christ who died for them, then you would be guaranteed eternal life and you would thus be able to say with David, bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all your diseases. Because someday, everyone who repents of sin and trusts in Christ will have the various ailments of his or her body healed forever and done away with. So run to Christ, my as yet unbelieving friend, and you would be able to say with David, Bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all your diseases. So then, bless the Lord, David says, for pardon, verse 3a, for healing, verse 3b, and then thirdly, for his redemption. For his redemption. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. Who redeems your life from the pit. Life in this world consists of pits, doesn't it? That we find ourselves at the bottom of. There's the pit of loss and grief. There's the pit of depression. There are pits of abuse and the emotional hurt that's caused by it. There's the pit of financial trouble, the pit of loneliness, the pit of anxiety, the pit of discouragement, and the pit of our own enslavement to sin. And David does not say that God in this life will deliver him from every pit in this world. But he does say that God redeems him from the pit. He does say that God, as it were, slings down ropes of mercy sometimes into these pits and pulls him up and out of them. And many are the pits from which both believers and unbelievers alike may find God rescuing them in this life. Have you ever experienced it? Whether you're a Christian today or not, has God ever lifted you up out of one of these pits? Maybe out of the pit of, out of the muddy cistern of depression or grief, or discouragement. God drew you up out and caused the sun to shine again after many a rainy day in your soul. Or has God picked any of you up in this room, any of you out of the pit of abuse, or out of the pit of the emotional pain caused by abuse, or maybe out of the pit of loneliness, or financial trouble? Then make sure you do maybe this Thursday, maybe on other occasions, maybe in the privacy of your own heart, make sure you do what David is exhorting himself to do here. Make sure you bless the Lord who redeems your life from the pit. And if you're a believer today, thank 
God too for how in pardoning all your iniquities, verse 3, He has redeemed your life from the pit of hell and is instead going to welcome you someday to eternal glory. And bless God also, if you're a Christian, for how He has redeemed your life right here in this world from the pit of your bondage to sin. Your bondage to sin. Because if you're in Christ, God has lifted you up out of that pit. If you're in Christ, you now have the ability, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to walk in holiness. You're no longer, if you're in Christ, slogging around at the muddy bottom of a pit in the cistern of bondage to sin. You've been made a new creature in Christ. Haven't you seen that that's true, my Christian friend? Yes, you still struggle with indwelling sin, but you're not in bondage anymore. You're not in the pit anymore. You're not enslaved by your sin like you once were. Make sure you bless the Lord for that. Bless the Lord who redeems your life from the pit. And, if you're a believer today, bless God as well for how He will, by bringing you someday to His eternal glory, for how He will lift you up and out of any and every pit from which He does not redeem you in this life. He doesn't pull us out of every pit in this life. He pulls us out of some of them, but because... He forgives us and redeems us from the pit of hell and brings us to eternal glory. By bringing us to eternal glory, He will pull us up out of every other pit that we remained in through the days of our journey. You won't be depressed anymore in eternal glory. You won't be financially strapped. You won't be lonely or discouraged in eternity if you're in Christ. If you're in Christ, you won't be grieved You won't be abused. You won't be emotionally hurting because of abuse anymore when this life is finished. Bless the Lord for that. Bless the Lord this Thursday and on many another day who redeems your life from the pit. And let me once again, like David in Psalm 34, woo you who do not yet believe to repent of your sins and to trust in Christ and to have your life redeemed from the pit of hell and from enslavement to your sin and to be among those people whom God will bring to glory and thereby lift them up and out of every pit in which He allowed them to remain in this life. And when you've come to trust in Christ, bless the Lord that these things are so. Thank Him. And to all of us, the Holy Spirit is saying today, bless the Lord who redeems your life from the pit. So then, bless the Lord for His pardon, for His healing, for His redemption, and then fourthly, for His loving kindness and compassion. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who crowns you, verse 4b, with loving kindness and compassion. Now let me just mention two ways that the Lord crowns us with loving kindness and compassion. One is by being near to us in our heartbreak. By being near to us in our heartbreak. We, we looked at this in Psalm 34. Those who seek God are assured in Psalm 34 that God will be near when they are broken hearted. And God may well grant the compassion of His nearness sometimes even to those who don't seek Him. That's not what Psalm 34 is talking about, but that's true. God may well grant His nearness 
sometimes even to those who don't seek Him when their hearts are broken. And this is one of the ways that He crowns people with His loving kindness and compassion, by being near in the midst of their heartbreak. And so let me ask you if the Lord has ever crowned you, whomever you may be today, believer or unbeliever today, I ask you if the Lord has ever crowned you with His loving kindness and compassion by being near to you in your heartbreak. Maybe He lifted you out of the heartbreak, verse 4a. But He drew near to you before He lifted you out of it. Until it was time to lift you out of it, He drew near to you so as to show you tenderness in the midst of your heartbreak. He was with you, in other words, at the bottom of the cistern. Or maybe God had good reason for not lifting you out of the heartbreak so that you're still in it today, but He's been near to you. He's been in the cistern with you. It's one of the ways He crowns His people with loving kindness and compassion, by being near in their heartbreak. And one of the ways that He sometimes crowns even unbelievers with His loving kindness and compassion, by being near to them in their heartbreak. So, Think of ways that He may have granted you, that He may have crowned you in this particular fashion. And thank Him. Maybe on this Thanksgiving, certainly at other times as well, bless the Lord who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion by being near when you are brokenhearted. And then bless Him too for the times when He has perhaps crowned you with loving kindness and compassion by answering your prayers. Here's another way God... Crowns with loving kindness and compassion by answering prayers. Let me ask you, whether you're a Christian today or not, has God ever answered any of your prayers? Maybe He's answered a relatively small request or request like, God, help me find my keys. Um, God, would you please grant me this pay raise that I need? Um, God, would you please lead me to the right Christmas present for so-and-so? And or maybe He's answered a much larger request or request for you. Prayers that He would give you a child. Prayers for the healing of someone that you love. Prayers for the salvation of someone that you love. But whatever sorts of requests you've made, has God ever answered any of them? Surely for many of you He has. I'm not always good at recognizing it, and maybe you aren't either, but if we think about it, surely God has answered many of our prayers. Maybe you can even recall right now while I'm talking, one or more times when He has patently done so. But whether you can think of any right now or not, maybe spend some time later this Lord's Day, or maybe sometime over this Thanksgiving season, trying to recall answers to prayer that God has granted you. And then thanking Him for them. Maybe for the first time. Thanking Him for certain things that He did in answer to prayer. Or maybe for the hundred and first time. But bless the Lord. And bless Him again and again who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion by answering your prayers. So then, bless the Lord for His pardon, for His healing, for His redemption for His loving kindness and compassion. And fifthly, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, for His refreshing. For His refreshing. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verse 5, Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. God brings good things into our lives, verse 5a, so as 
to consistently refresh us, verse 5b. God brings good things into our lives so as to renew our youth like the eagle, so as to refresh us. Listen to these good things that God grants so as to refresh us thereby. Drink that keeps us hydrated and refreshes our bodies in that way. Food that refreshes us with the energy that we need. Friendships that energize our hearts. Family that for many of us brings great delight and refreshes our souls. Church family that encourages us in the Lord. Nightly rest for the restoration of our minds and our bodies. Sabbath rest for restoring mind, body, and soul. The scriptures which restore our souls, Psalm 19.7. Do you hear it? Who satisfies your ears with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, so that you're refreshed. Let me repeat those good things with which God satisfies human years so as to renew our youth, so as to bring us refreshing. And you think about, as I'm repeating them, how God has granted them to you and about how He's used them to refresh you. Drink that keeps you hydrated. Food that gives you energy. Friendships that energize your heart. Family that for many of you brings you delight. Church family that encourages you in the Lord. Nightly rest whereby God refreshes your mind and your body. Sabbath rest whereby He restores your mind and your body and your soul every week if you receive that gift. The Scriptures which restore our souls. Now, as you think of those things, hasn't God been good to you, my friend, to satisfy your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, so that you are consistently refreshed? Bless Him for it. Thank Him for the good things. Indeed, specific good things with which He satisfies your years so that you are refreshed by them. And thank Him for the refreshing itself that He grants you through them. Bless the Lord who satisfies your ears with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Maybe some of these good things and the refreshing God grants by them you can mention aloud during a time of giving thanks this coming Thursday. Maybe you go home today and thank the Lord for a number of these good things and the refreshing that He grants you through them even today. You might also take other occasions periodically to do the same thing, to thank God in a single sitting for a number of the good things by which He refreshes you and for the refreshing itself that He brings through them. And certainly such thanks should be our ongoing practice. Not only periodically thanking God all at once for a number of good things with which He refreshes us and for the refreshing itself that He brings through them, but also offering such thanks in an ongoing fashion, in a more real-time fashion, as we're actually receiving and being refreshed by the various Psalm 103, verse 5, good things that God brings into our lives. Bless the Lord for His refreshing. And for all these things, my friends, bless the Lord. 
at thanksgiving and all year round. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Bless the Lord, O my soul.